When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Up Close on Husker Online, where we let Nebraska student-athletes tell their stories. Up Close is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. Do you have equipment to sell? Sell it on auctiontime.com. Now, here's your host of Up Close, Husker Online's Sean Callahan. Hello and welcome here to another edition of the Up Close Podcast, Sean Callahan here, as you heard, are brought to you by Sandhills Global. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. And uh, pleased to have um, a couple of guests here um, joining us in studio for this version of Up Close. Uh, two of the more high-profile walk-on players returning here on this 2022 uh, Nebraska football team. We've got defensive lineman, at least for now, Colton Feast from UTAN, and wide receiver Ty Hahn. Um, from just south of Lincoln at Johnson Brock. Um, guys, welcome to Up Close. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, yeah, let, let, I mean, let's, let's talk about your stories, guys, because each of you have a different path, how you came to Nebraska. Um, Colton, you're going to be going into your, your fifth year um, at Nebraska. I remember senior day was not that long ago when you guys played Iowa, and uh, you walked at senior day. You were on the field, um, took part in the senior day festivities, um, but clearly, obviously, you're coming back. I mean, kind of what was your thought process back then? Um, were you kind of keeping your options open? And uh, kind of where are things at for you now, Colton, heading into 2022? Yeah, so, I mean, it's obviously a big uh, decision you have to make, um, whether to come back another year or what to do. So kind of just thinking about it, um, well, I was injured last year for most of the season, too, so that was another thing to think about. Um, and just at, as the end of the year kind of came to a close, it was like, should I do a senior day or not? And I just figured I know I could just do it. And if I was done or happened to do something else, I would always have that experience. And uh, just I know I could do it again next year. So I just decided to do it. And I'm actually really glad I'm coming back another year. And I'm ready for the next season. And you were right there, too. I mean, I, I think about kind of where you were at um, in the pecking order. I mean, in fall camp, you were in the rotation. You were going to see some snaps. And then – you suffered an injury. Uh, what was the injury that you suffered, and, and how big of a setback was that for you in 2021? Yeah, so I had a stress fracture in my foot. Uh, it was like the fifth or sixth day of camp, um, which is pretty detrimental to me, I guess. Um, it took like three or four weeks to get back, and when I kind of came back, I don't know if I was 100%. So kind of just battling through that through the whole season, kind of, I don't know, it wasn't the easiest thing to deal with. And then getting to the end of the season and actually breaking another one. So. I had two metatarsals that I broke during one season, so that was kind of hard on hard on me. So, yeah. Well, how about you? We're talking here now with Ty Hahn, uh, the wide receiver. Ty, um, you're one of the few eight-man. How many eight-man players are on the team, by the way? Have you ever done, like, a count? I know Seth Malcolm's eight-man. Um, uh, have you got any other eight-man guys besides you and Seth on this roster? Uh, Braden Clover should be the other one. So yeah, just three of you guys, and uh, Braden's is he look Wymore, right? He's from Wymore. Yep. That's pretty close to Johnson Brock, yeah. isn't it? So did you play against Braden Clover? Uh, I think I well, I ran against him in track, but uh, I didn't compete against him in football. But for basketball, I think I played him once my freshman year. Well, yeah, you, you talk about just your path. I mean, 
you, you're one of the more highly recruited eight-man players that came out of the state in, in a while. I mean, you think about your path. Uh, you had scholarship offers, I believe, from Wyoming. Um, who else offered you scholarships? Was it South Dakota State, Northern? I mean, what other teams were uh, recruiting you? Uh, South Dakota State, uh, North Dakota, and Northern Iowa, Western Illinois are the ones I can think of. So. And I remember, um, I mean, you, you chose to turn down those full rides to walk on at Nebraska. Um, you know, what went into your thought process back then when you were thinking about it? Because, you know, there aren't a lot of guys really anywhere in the country that are going to turn away the full rides to, to take the walk-on opportunity and kind of make a bet on themselves. Um, you know, a lot of it came down to is just kind of family, you know, getting a full ride to those schools is, you know, kind of a blessing and it's something you don't normally turn down. Um, but when COVID kind of appeared and just, you know, talking with Coach Frost and the coaching staff up here in Nebraska and only being an hour away from home, it just kind of made sense for me to come here. You know, I think what jumps out to me about both of you guys is you're both Class C, Class D athletes. And, I mean, that, that's kind of throwback. You just don't see in today's sports world, the youth sports model and the specialization model, you just don't see a lot of guys like yourselves anymore that kind of come through, play multiple sports. Um, you know, for you, Colton, that had to be one of the benefits of playing um, in a Class C2 school like UTAN. You guys won – state football you made state basketball did you did you qualify in state track too as well no i didn't do track i played baseball my freshman year and then kind of just used that time to work out but you played in high school at what 240 probably uh not quite that i think it was like 220 i was i didn't break 220 i was about 220 my senior year i was pretty light and then you, as a right now what do you weigh 285 so yeah you think about just that athletic ability maybe you gained by being a multi-sport athlete has probably had to have helped you as you've added this weight now um, in Nebraska. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think those sports definitely help out a lot. I'm really glad I did them. I think it kind of just develops you as a better athlete for sure. Now, Ty, you, I mean, arguably could have been the state high school athlete of the year. I mean, when, when I looked at your resume coming out of high school, you were um, 1,000-yard receiver, state champion. You were the leading scorer on a state championship basketball team. And I believe before COVID, were you in line to kind of win the 100 or be right there? Yeah, I was in line to do pretty well in the track season. So for you, I mean, playing all those sports, how was that a benefit coming up out of, out of uh, Johnson Brock? Um, it was a pretty big benefit competitively, just the coaches can see me move in different situations, different sports. Um, you know, track speed and training with track from elementary all the way up to high school really helped me, you know, in the receiver spot. Um, in basketball, there's a lot of movements as far as that goes, um, that transition over to the football field. And, you know, just staying competitive all year round really helped me out a lot. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think for both of you guys, you can probably speak to this. I mean, you probably both had opportunities to go to bigger schools if you wanted to. Um, for you, um, Ty, you were located right by Auburn. You were located right by Beatrice. Um, for you, uh, Colton, you were located right near 204th Street, so you had plenty of options if you really wanted to go um, into Omaha from UTAN. Um, I mean, you think about your decisions to obviously play small town sports. Did you have a lot of people, Ty, uh, kind of reaching out to you growing up as your success started to rise? Like, hey, you know what? We could find a spot for you here or there if you really wanted to move out here. Well, there were certainly a couple conversations about, you know, we could go play with this kid at this place or elsewhere. But it just at the end just didn't really make sense to leave. So. How about you, Colton? Yeah, just because mainly for the basketball, really, um, kind of got into basketball with some Elkhorn South guys, and kind of that was really they were really maybe trying to get me to go there, 
um, more of the kids more than anything because um, we had a good relationship and played basketball for a couple years together. But like Ty said, I mean, my dad farms out by UTAN, so it just kind of made more sense just to stay out there. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What was, for both you guys coming into Nebraska from a smaller school community, what was the most eye-opening thing when you got to Nebraska? Ty, how about you first? Uh, probably the you know change of speed. I had originally played AAU basketball um, up at OSA in here in town at Lincoln Supreme. And a lot of my teammates, like Isaac Gifford, um, you know, we're obviously high profile athletes and they're very athletic, but getting here just seeing, you know, the guys that were in the strike program and the guys that had been through that uh, winter conditioning are just, you know, a lot stronger and faster than I was. And so it was just kind of like, wow, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing, just seeing how much bigger and faster and stronger people were than like when I was coming out of high school because it's just a lot different from being from a small school. You don't really get to see all the other big time athletes, I guess. Um, so just like getting down here and seeing everyone and seeing what uh, the strength and conditioning program was and how much time uh, you actually have to devote on nutrition and all that t different types of things. Um, that was just really the most eye-opening thing for me. Now, when you got here, Colton, you were 220-ish, 230-ish. Did did they kind of say, like, we need you to get to 280? I mean, and how, how does a guy go from 230 to 280 and, and do it the right way? Yeah, so... Once I got done with uh, basketball my senior year, I actually started working out with uh, Duval's brother. Gibby. Yep, Gibby, over at Explosive Edge. And uh, I put like 20 pounds on there. So in like two or three months, I put 20. And they're pretty good pounds. I put those on. And then once I got down here, um, yeah, they're like, you're going to have to gain some weight or you're not going to play. So like just really started taking nutrition uh, and the lifting part of things really seriously. And that's just kind of how I got there, just progressively over the years. My freshman year, I think I was only like 270 and then 280 and then 285. And basically, I've just been sitting about 285. So Now, have there been some conversations? You're on the defensive line right now. But, I mean, is offensive line still a possibility for Colton Feast? Yeah, it could be. Um, well, I've talked to some people about maybe playing uh, center. So, not for sure on that part yet. But I guess we'll see what happens. How about you, Ty? Um, I mean, just when you think about kind of where you're at in, in the mix. Um, very, very deep, talented wide receiver room. You've got a new position coach, Mickey Joseph. Kind of what are your thoughts on, on that room and, and where you sit in that in that room at this point? Well, obviously with, you know, Coach Mickey Joseph coming in, it kind of, you know, makes, changes things a little bit just with more competition. You know, he's got to see everybody. Um, so it's a chance to kind of capitalize off of a new guy coming in. Um, but, you know, we got a great position group, a lot of really, really, really talented guys, a lot of awesome dudes. Um, so it'll be, you know, a great spring ball full of competition, but it'll be really good. So. What is the biggest difference from 
you know, Mickey Joseph and even Mark Whipple, from what you've seen, I know these guys have been recruiting a lot, but just having a new OC, a new receivers coach, what's the thing you've noticed the most? Uh, to me, just kind of the emphasis on development. We really, you know, try to improve um, day in and day out when we can. Um, you know, the emphasis on getting better, the emphasis on, you know, catching balls and being in the weight room and still running and being in good shape um, has really, you know, stuck out to me. We're, we're talking here with uh, Nebraska walk-ons Colton Feast out of UTAN and Ty Han, a wide receiver out of Johnson Brock. Sean Callahan here as we're on Up Close, brought to you by Sand Hills Global and powered by ABM. All right, guys, I'm just going to get off topic here a little bit now. We talked enough business. Let's let's a little bit of fun here. Um, wanted to talk just about some of your memories at Nebraska. Um, first of all, favorite game you guys have played in, Colton? What's, what's your favorite game memory as a player so far in Nebraska? That's a tough one. And um, even if you weren't on the field, I mean, just like a game that you were a part of at in person. Yeah, uh, the Michigan game this year was pretty, pretty fun. Uh, even though it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but that atmosphere was something that not everyone gets to um, be a part of. So I'm just glad that we got that one. And I wish it would have ended differently, though. Um, I think for me, the one I was a part of was Oklahoma. Uh, I think that atmosphere was just crazy, and being out on that field. You know, there was some, I think we were warming up and Trey Young was around the sideline. And when I was younger and I was playing AAU basketball, you know, we always would watch Trey Young if he was at a local Kansas City tournament. So just being right next to him was kind of cool. It was just kind of a little weird. But, you know, that atmosphere was crazy. And, you know, just playing against Oklahoma, Nebraska versus Oklahoma is kind of an iconic thing. And so being a part of that was really cool. Um, but one I wasn't a part of, I'd have to say Michigan. Uh, Michigan was a heck of an atmosphere. And I think that fourth quarter, um, light show was pretty awesome to be on the field for that. But, you know, we wish we, it could have ended a little bit better, but it was certainly a cool game. What's the best practice fight you've seen, Colton? Oh, um, probably Mitch Ballinger. Um, back when he was here, he'd start fights about every day. Um, so He was from, like, Virginia, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he's at Maryland now, if I'm right. But, yeah, he'd always start fights. Um, like scout team on the starter type yeah, fights, yeah, or yeah. that's you're not going to have very good odds in those <laughs> no, deals. No, Cause, yeah, because if you win that fight, then the coaches are going to get involved next. Yeah, that's not not a good deal if you win it either. So, yeah, that was probably the best fight. I mean, there's fights quite a bit, but what about I mean, receiver dynamics? Well, probably not as many fights, but I mean, what's the who's like the the best trash talker um, when you guys go at things right now on your team? Mm, not really sure. I mean. Sorry, Ture could talk some good trash because he would always just beat our DBs. But, um, you know, as far as fights go, um, there were a lot of fights just between, you know, the team in general. But uh, one of the memorable ones was Jamie Nance because he's a guy that isn't very violent or isn't much of a fighter. But I think he defended himself once and the whole entire wide receiver room went pretty crazy seeing that happen. It was pretty cool. Just see him step up and yeah. battle a little bit. Yeah, it was cool. You, you, no, no Tai Han fight stories? No, I've never really been in an engagement like that yet, so I don't know, we'll see, but not so far. Now you were, how fast were you in high school again, Tai? You were like 10-8, 10-9, I mean. My best was 10-9, I think, my junior year. Does that speed still stick with you? Are you faster now than you uh, were even? I think I'm a lot faster now. I obviously haven't ran a 100-meter dash in a while, but as far as 40-yard testing, I've kind of improved, so. I still can't even imagine you on an eight-man field. Like, I mean, is there anybody at all that could guard you? I mean, how did teams guard you at that level of football? Because there just can't be too many kids, period, that even run sub-11, let alone a guy with your size. 
Well, there were some, you know, there were some good athletes, but a lot of the coverages I would see is the kid would sit 10 to 15 yards off and would just immediately backpedal at the snap. <laughs> or uh, we'd, I'd see like almost uh, double coverage where they put like a lineman or a linebacker out and they'd try to press me and then they'd put a, a corner or a safety, whatever you want to call it, right behind him. And so they'd try to get a jam on me and then I'd have a guy covering me when this guy, where I don't know where the linebacker lineman went, but then it was just kind of a one-on-one -on -one after I got past him. So there's some a lot of interesting coverages I faced, but those two are probably the most common. All right, we're in winter conditioning right now, so it's always kind of time to, t you know, we see the videos posted and kind of the workouts. I mean, what, give us an idea. What is winter conditioning like? Um, you know, obviously it's hard work. I mean, you hear, I think people have this picture of just puke buckets and guys throwing up. I mean, what is the schedule for the team you know, when we're in the middle of January with winter conditioning and full boat? Yeah, so right now we're in a phase, um, we're doing uh, circuits. So those are the real, real tough workouts. And, um, those are the timer workouts that aren't too fun. You can't get your heart rate down basically. No, no. no. So just every minute, 20, you're just going. So you're supposed to be like in the 80% on your heart rate the whole time or 70%. I mean, how high do they want? Or do you have a monitor that kind of registers what percentage of your heart rate you're at? Or? It's... It's pretty high, but I think uh, Slipknot will also help keep that <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. So they're blaring music. And we're doing three sets of town, everything. Um, so it's pretty, it's it's pretty brutal. And then the other days of the week, we're doing more like um, speed work stuff, like hand clean. So that's four like days that. of the lifting, or three? Two days circuits, and then two days the speed explosive, explosive stuff. Um, and then we're going to start drills next week. And the coaches are allowed to come out um, up to like a certain amount of hours per week, right? Yeah. Like four or five hours a week or something like that. Something like that. They, they just can't have a football, is that right? Yep. They can they can teach, but they can't. You can't do like teamwork. Yeah, no. Yeah, that should be right. So those those uh, circuit workouts, how long are those? They're kind of short. Just they're only like thirty some minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's upper and lower body both yeah. on the same workout. Get hammered with the squat at first. Yes. The legs are kind of, you know, your squat and hamstrings, and then you hit some heavy arms. But it's only like eight lifts, and you're on the clock, so it's, I don't know, it's about a 40, 35-minute workout. So you get through it quick, but that that time limit, it's pretty strenuous yeah. all the time. So like eight lifts, so like three sets of one lift, and you move on to the next lift, and move on to the next lift. Is that how it usually yep. goes? Yeah, so then the next person will start right when you're getting done with your third set. So it's like a continuation. Mm -hmm. Of like the different groups. Is it? It's ten reps, six reps, eight reps. I mean, how how many reps are you guys doing a lot of times on these deals? Three by ten each lift. Always. Yeah, always. And then we'll. So you'll just kind of sit at a station, and then you'll get do your reps. Your partner will do his reps, and then you'll have like forty seconds left to go back. Clock, and then you'll attack that next set, and you'll do that for all eight lifts. So there's no break. We don't get no break. Do you get like young guys that come in that kind of try to sandbag their weight a little bit so they can make it through and I mean as they a, get started on a little different. They different deal. Not they start, but, they other, just start right there. Other than Nash Hutmacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. The young guys they start on a different weight program just because they're not quite ready to face the the circuit yet. So it definitely takes a couple weeks for them to kind of prepare themselves. Now, Colton, you weren't here yet, I don't think, but remember the the first like circuit workout, um, I think you were still in high school, right, when Duval first got here? Yeah, that first winter. But like three dudes went to the hospital. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. well, Nebraska didn't lift weights for like 50 days in a row. I mean, it was kind of a 
quite a long break. Yeah, people said they had to take like a week off after the first workouts. It's because, I mean, literally, Ty John Lindsay and a couple other guys, I mean, it was more than their bodies had been used to doing. Yeah, I don't think they lifted like we do now before with the other staff, so. Yeah, when you see the weights that guys put on, um, especially the linemen, I mean, yeah. like, we know Damian Jackson is the, the, the machine and Chris Walker, what he could do. I mean, who, who are some of the other guys that when you watch, I mean, you're, even like DBs and linemen that you're like, holy cow, like, or, you know, these guys are, you know, way stronger than I could even imagine when I see him lift. For me, Oliver Martin is insanely strong. Really? I think he hit 315 for seven reps. On bench? On Hankley. On Hankley. Hankley, which is kind of unreal for a receiver to do. He's just absurdly explosive. Yeah, there's just a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of guys have just increased their weight so much. Um, a lot of, I just feel like our weight program is so good to where people can yeah. just put on weight and get faster and stuff. I mean, I see DBs throwing up big weight that I would never have thought of. So Now, these transfers have come in. I mean, there's 10 and there's 17 newcomers. <laughs> they had some of these guys' eyes open a little bit, just kind of walking into a new weight room. Well, especially when circuit days come, our new guys are just kind of over there, just like, oh, am I ready to puke or am I not? I'm not stretched out yet. I might need to sit out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. It's definitely interesting seeing their faces, but you know, it's always good. They get acclimated pretty easily. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening here to the Up Close podcast as we talk with Colton Feast and Ty Han. Got to ask you some food questions here now. Biggest steak you've ever had and where was it at? It could have been at home for all I know. Uh, biggest steaks, probably in the Texas Roadhouse, Bone and Ribeye. Oh, that's a good one. It's really good. Yeah, me and my dad like to go there quite a bit. I'm not a lineman, but I can eat that steak. Yeah, it's good. I mean, <laughs> if I get filled up on the bread and everything, I'll be real full walking out of there. Uh, I think my biggest is definitely the train table. I don't know how many ounces it is, but they serve us some big slices of meat. So when you guys do steak at the training table, is it a variety? Is it is it always ribeye? Is it always New York strip? I mean, did, what, what are they, filet mignon? What, what kind of steaks? Are you getting at the training table? It's a variety. All the above, really. Yeah. So, like, Tuesday night dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, is there steak on Tuesday night dinner when you're in there? Or is it just, like, certain days of the week? Uh, probably two, three times a week. Two. There's always some sort of cut of meat. Yeah. Whether it's Might steak or kind of brisket. Yeah. Some ribs sometimes. They still a lot of crab legs in there, too, or not as much? That's more of a during-the-season thing. The yeah. Thursday night dinner. Yeah, Thursday night yeah. dinners. Because you eat a really, on Thursday nights, you guys will eat like a pretty big meal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with good steak and crab. Yep. And then uh, 
Fridays you kind of have to kind of take it back a notch. I'm guessing. Yeah, I think it's big carb load. Yeah, more carbs than anything. Some Just pasta. get your body right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, you think about like what you guys, you have like mandatory team breakfast and then practice gets out, you go to lunch and then you have film or meetings and then you go to dinner. I mean, the way they have it set up, like you really can't miss a meal at that training table. No, you're not supposed to either. We got accountability list too, so you got to make every meal. Now, I mean, I've heard stories of some guys like, like he's not here anymore, but Reese Washington would like be seen at Chick-fil-A and I mean... Like, can, can you speak to any uh, truth to some of those stories of guys, like, getting caught, like, doing their own fast food versus what they're supposed to be doing at the training table? Yeah, I know some dudes, I know, don't really necessarily like the training table, but I think more so they start to try to eat it. But I'm sure people still go get other food, fast food. Some dudes just need to put on some weight, so I don't think it really matters what kind of food it is. Yeah, there's some guys that always get to-go boxes and it ends up being the cheesecake or the brownies that's at the dessert bar. Yeah, that's the to-go box. Yeah. Like, can you take to-go boxes every day or? Yeah, yep, it's whatever. So whatever. you can take all that home with you. Yeah, you can if you'd like. Wow, so yeah, you guys aren't going hungry at all no, <laughs> anytime no, soon. No, no shortage. Absolutely not, yeah. Where, um, if, if I were to see you guys like doing something in Lincoln, Outside of football, what would I most likely, like if, if you had a free weekend to do whatever you want, what are you guys doing? I'd probably be golfing um, if it's in Lincoln or hunting back home or fishing on the ice right now, I guess. Yeah, usually I just hang out with buddies, you know, sometimes we go golfing, but a lot of the time I do end up going home and if it's during the fall and I can sneak away for a day, so I'll help my dad in the field, but it just kind of depends, really. So do you guys um, farm corn, beans, everything, or what, what kind of ag work are you guys in? Yeah, just corn and beans for us. Now, you said hunting. Did Were you guys on the Nash Hutmacher hunting trip, both of you guys? Yep. Mm -hmm. How was that? that? That was obviously an NIL deal, but you guys went up to South Dakota, I believe. And, yeah. Um, you know, some people paid to go hunting with with, uh, with you guys. Is that how it all, all went down? And Yeah. Yeah, what was, was what was that experience like? It was pretty fun. There was a lot of birds. I've never seen so many birds in my life. That's a once in a lifetime experience if anyone ever gets to do that. Yeah, yeah. I've been on one of those bird farms actually with Matt Davison many years ago for a fundraiser thing, and and I remember like they just rolled. I mean, you roll out there, oh, yeah. and I think we shot like sixty birds or something. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was absolutely. the hard part is cleaning them at the end. Yes, yeah. like so we. Many. Like we cleaned a lot of them. I mean, I tried and know what I was doing, what the other people did, but um, it just took to clean all those birds. <laughs> that was a chore. Yeah, yeah, it takes a while. Yeah, no, we we got started shooting, and then you know about 15 minutes later, we already hit our limit because there's so many birds flying out. And I think we were walking back to the trucks, and the last little row of trees, we had about 20 to 25 roosters, pheasant roosters, all just come out of the trees, and I was like, man, I wish we could shoot more. And this was up by Chamberlain, or where was it by? Kennebec. Yeah, Kennebec. Which is, which is real close. Chamberlain. So, did you guys stay at the Hutmacher house, or do you guys have a lodge that they put you up in for the hunt, or? So Nash's uncle has his. It's his um, farm basically, and they've got a little shed that's insulated and it's got heating and cooling in there. And uh, we just have a stay up in the loft, and there's a bunch of couches, and we all just slept on those. So it was you two guys, Nash, Isaac Gifford. Was he one of the guys too? It looked like. Yeah, Gifford. Uh, Trevin Lubin, uh, Nate Borkature. Boy, I bet a lot. I mean, I bet a lot. There are quite a few guys uh, interested. I mean, Chris Hickman's about outdoorsman. I always heard yeah, too. Yeah, he couldn't make it. He had something going yeah, on. Yeah. That always surprised me when you hear Chris Hickman's like one of the bigger outdoorsman guys. That's one mm -hmm. that you wouldn't expect. Like, mm -hmm. but he's a he's a he's got an outdoors. He likes to fish and hunt. And, yeah. 
So a lot of guys on this team do like to go hunting and fishing. I mean, is that pretty common in the locker room? It really is. You know, it's kind of surprising. Just you know, collegiate football team, but it's pretty cool. How was Nash? Is I mean, I've seen pictures of like him like basically taking down polar bears and stuff. I mean, was he when he was he pretty uh, pretty good shot there on the pheasant field? Yeah, he's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've seen his dad before. Holy cow! Like that dude. Like he, he posts, Nash posts his lifting videos, and then Joe will post his. Oh, I'm yeah. like, wow. He was cooking for us all weekend. Joe was. Yeah. yeah. Sure we ate good. Absolutely. Steaks. We were eating, we were, we had a lot of uh, game. Yeah. So we had like deer steaks, elk steaks, mac and cheese. That's probably his best, I think, yeah. in my opinion. But. Yeah. I know you guys don't have a lot of time, but when you stream and watch stuff on TV, what, what are you guys watching these days? Anything um, jumping out to you when you have time to watch something on uh, streaming or on TV, Yellowstone or? Mm-hmm. Took a hunch that you guys probably are Yellowstone guys. Yeah. Yeah, I watch Yellowstone or just kind of the, like Ozark, I think the new, new season. I just started Ozark myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things, just kind of all of the above, you know, sports, if there's good games on. Um, but yeah, just anything that's really pretty good. How about you? Yeah, I'm not a huge uh, movie guy. Um, but I watch a little bit of Yellowstone. Um, just kind of pick and choose movies here and there. Uh, play a little Fortnite on the side. Absolutely. But that's about it. Cam Jurgens always told me he was a big Yellowstone guy. Like, I think he thought he was Rip. <laughs> yeah, wearing yeah. that cowboy hat with this like, who are you guys gonna rock the cowboy hats next year? Like him, that that was quite a statement when he came off the bus in those cowboy hats. Yeah, I don't know if I will. I don't know. It's quite the leg. I'd have to go buy a cowboy hat if I wanted. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. Now you talk about movies not having time. One of the things was this year you guys started to go see team movies again before games. Mm-hmm. Was that just home games or was that road games too? Yeah, just home games. What was that? I mean, did you guys see some good movies or like what was that like as a team going to a movie? Um, that was something they did for years here and they stopped doing it and they decided to bring it back this year. Well, yeah, we saw some pretty good ones. You know, I think the, we saw a couple Marvel ones that was pretty good. But, you know. Who decides the, the, the team vote or the coaches is the side one? I think the coaches. I think so, yeah. Yeah, not really sure on that though. Yeah, they must have uh, just wanted to have you guys do something or something to get your mind off of football for a little bit. So you, you guys would go, like, at, was it like 5 o'clock in the afternoon, or when would you guys go see movies on Fridays? It was a little later. I think 6. 6, 6, 6, 6.30. Get over about 8.30 or whatever, and then it'd be time to go to bed, basically. Yep, pretty much. As we wrap things up here, uh, I want to talk about Ireland. Um, how excited are you guys um, about going out to Dublin I know you got to play a football game there, but you're going to be there for a week. Um, I'm sure that's going to be a great experience. Uh, what are you looking forward to the most, Colton, about the trip to Ireland? Yeah, I guess just seeing like a different country like that. I've only been out of the country once um, to Mexico, so I guess just going over there and seeing what's there, what's different, and seeing different things. Um, and I guess if we're going to be there for a week, we'll probably see quite a few different things. So, <laughs> um, but in the end of the day, once we get there, hopefully we can get their first win of the season right away. So, How about you, Ty? Is that trip on your radar right now? Well, I, I, it's, it'll be pretty cool. You know, I've never been out of the country, so seeing a different country like Ireland will be pretty cool. I think the, the land out there, the country is pretty beautiful out there, so it'll be interesting to see. Like, is it on the radar of many guys right now? I mean, or is it like so far out now you're not even really worried about it? Well, I think everyone's just trying to get through winter conditioning, get to spring ball, and then I think when it comes up, I think guys will start looking forward to it. So. Yeah. What's going to be different about this team? February 28th, 
um, a lot of new faces, a lot of new coaches. I mean, just your feel today, like what is going to be the biggest difference we see with this team that was really so close um, in a lot of games last year? Uh, you know, I think with how we're working, everyone's working really hard. I'm really focused on the task ahead. And, you know, I think you're, you're going to see a new kind of, you know, focus and just, you know, better execution, I think, out of us. So it'll be good. How about you, Cole? I think a lot of positions are going to have a lot of competition. Uh, I think a lot of uh, positions are up in the air. So I think that'll push people to work harder, too. So Absolutely. I think anyone's position is really set, really. So I think just... Uh, getting better every day is what we're doing right now. And I'm excited for spring ball to see all these new faces and everyone there. So I think that starts February 28th. So, Well, Colton and Ty, I appreciate you taking some time to come up here on Up Close and uh, sharing your stories. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yep, thank you. All right. Well, that wraps it up here for this week's edition of the Up Close podcast. We're brought to you once again by Sandhills Global. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com and powered by ABM. For HuskerOnline.com, I'm Sean Callahan.